0: hi there and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by renew church we pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you for more information about our church please visit www.renew.miami
1: all right well hello everybody how you doing come on now help me out I gave, I gave the 915 a pass. I didn't even ask him twice because I knew it was Thanksgiving week. I knew it was like the craziest time, uh, you know. It's a, it's a weekend where people are either traveling or eating too much or all kinds of other things. And so I said, let me, let me give you all a pass. But I can't give you all a pass. I need you all to be alive, to come to life, and be excited about receiving uh, the word today that you're ready for. it. Are you all ready today? Praise God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here excited for uh, the season that that starts today we're concluding a series in the give up series but this is also the the beginning of the advent season where um, it, some churches and, and maybe you've seen it or read about it or heard about it or been a- participated in it but that the advent season which is that that coming of the, the the return of Jesus it's not just about Christmas and Santa Claus and and all the fun and the the commercialized part of Christmas Advent is about like the celebration of the second coming of our Lord. Amen? And so that's what we, what we, we do in the Advent season. And um, we're just anticipating what God is going to do uh, even today. Well, you guys have one of these, right? Did everybody get one of these? We did it a couple of times. This is the last time. So make sure you participate. Last chance, last opportunity. Let's <laughs> participate together. Um, and, and this means yes. This means no, okay? Got it? Everybody got it? Yes. All right, I see it. There, there you go. You got it. All right, very good. Question number one. I went Black Friday shopping. I participated retail, not, not online, retail. I participated in online Black Friday shopping. Wow, that's like 2% that were yes. Literally hardly anybody. Well, there's some over here. Okay, all right. Um, very cool. Uh, next one. If something is a really good deal, uh, let's say like 60% off or better, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90% off. If something is a really good deal, I will get two of them even if I don't need them. Let's be honest today, right now, um, there's some green. Even if you don't need it, you'll get it just because it's a really good deal. Uh, I'm this, and most of you are this way, but there are a few of you that are honest and you're like, "Um, yeah, I'm going to get it. (laughs) Last one. Um, I like to be the first one to get something. In other words, like I like the newest model, the iPhone 13 Pro, um, You know, the brand new sneakers. Um, you're putting it over your husband, I see that. Um, the, 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 the Xbox Next Generation that nobody else has. Let's see it. All right, looks like some of y'all are this, I'm this. Most of y'all go to the outlet malls, don't y'all? Y'all buy what's left over at the outlet malls. There you go. And then some of y'all go like to the dumpsters in the outlet malls after. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't know if they actually do that. I hope not. They don't throw stuff away. Well, thanks for playing. And uh, thanks for being a part uh, of this series. It's called Give Up. And uh, if you've been a part of it for the last several weeks, you know what we've been talking about. We've been talking about God's finances. We've been talking about this, this topic that nobody likes to talk about, including me. I don't like to teach on it or touch it. I just don't, but I have to because I believe that you know it's, it's kind of like things that are good for you, and I want you to experience things that are good for you, and I truly believe trusting God with your finances is good for you. So we talked in the first week about godliness with contentment is great gain. Paul said that, and, and we talked about being content in our circumstances. We talked about stewardship in the next week and the fact that God owns and I steward, you can, uh, you can go back on, I was, I was telling Ruman earlier, you can go back to our Spotify channel, Renew Church Miami, and you can listen to these sermons. You can also watch them on YouTube. But um, I talked about in the, the live service, it wasn't on the, the YouTube recording, but in the live service I talked about the fact that some of us have this teenager mentality. It's mine, Right. And uh, my, my daughters, sometimes they don't want to give me a little drink of their Starbucks. And they're like, Dad, that's mine. And I'm like, no, if it's yours, then uh, just give it to me because I paid for it. I'm going to take it and I'm going to pour them out. And then you're going to get a grande pickle juice. And I said, some of us live like that. Some of us are doing that because we're not trusting God with the little bit that he says, hey, just give me a little bit. We're instead living like we're drinking pickle juice when God's really wanting us to get the, you know, the Starbucks drink. Trust God because he owns and we are stewards of everything that he gives us. Last week we talked about blessing. And I had some, uh, some people in our church that are part of Renew that helped me share their stories. And if, if you missed that, you can go back and listen to that. But of why they give to God and why they trust God with their, their finances. So um, I, I'm so thankful that you guys are, have came back. You've, you've survived the series. This is the last week. Um, talking about money and God's church. A lot of people have strong feelings about money and and giving and and, um, how to give. And some people would not dare spend a dime without giving God his share first. And that's called the tithe. And I said this a couple weeks ago, but others would debate. They would argue with you and they would want to debate. I'm really not wired that way. I'm not the type that would uh, be good at that. When you try to convince me of something, I probably won't have a quick comeback for you. But here are some of the debates that people often have. Uh, First of all, tithe is Old Testament, Pastor. Tithe is Old Testament. I'm a New Testament Christian. Matthew on. I'm I'm reading from Matthew. Well, just go five books into the New Testament. Go to the book of Acts, chapter 2, and see that they sell everything they have, and they give to anyone as they have need. That's what New Testament is. If you're not Old Testament, that's what that is. Some would say, no, Pastor, I'm grace. You're talking law. I'm grace. I'm under grace. Well, that's good. But stealing is law. And you're not going into your neighbor's house and taking their TV. Like, are you? I mean, you're still under law. You're not just because you're under grace saying, oh, that's my TV. No, you're, you're, you're acknowledging that. And Jesus even said in Matthew 5, I didn't come to abolish the law of the prophets, but I came to fulfill them. So we can't go there with that. Today, though, this is the week where I talk about the principle of the first. I'm not speaking from law or grace. I want to look beyond the law. And I want to stay right in the middle of God's grace by talking about the principle of the first. You see, because I truly believe, and I think I said this a couple weeks ago, that there's this like boundary of blessing, this boundary of favor. And sometimes you're not experiencing the favor of God, the blessing of God. And these aren't heaven and hell issues. But you're just like, why do these things never work for me? Why do these things never happen to me? And it's because you're stepping outside of the boundary of God's blessing and his favor. And you're like, God, why? And it's because you're missing it. Again, I'm not saying heaven and hell issues, but I'm saying you're missing it. Does that make sense? Okay. So, I'm not preaching about money because we need it. I'm not preaching about money because we have to turn the lights on. That's not the idea behind what I'm saying. I'm teaching on and I'm preaching about money because I believe it will help you. I believe it will change your life. And I've said it several times through the series. We want something more from you, for you more than we want something from you. That's why we teach a series on giving and it's over this week if I didn't say that before in fact we did this thing the last couple of weeks and this is that last opportunity and we won't talk about it anymore but in the seat backs in front of you is the give up God's guarantee card where you have an opportunity and many of you many of you filled out one of these and uh, committed to a 90-day commitment to say God I'm gonna give God the first 10%. I'm going to trust God for 90 days. And if God doesn't bless you, if he doesn't do what Malachi chapter 3 says, and if he doesn't bless you, then you can discreetly and, and, and uh, privately reach out to us. And the only people who know about it would be myself and a couple people from our finance team. And we will cheerfully refund to you everything that you've given in the next 90 days. So we believe in it so much. That we want you to experience that. If you have questions about that, you can see me afterwards. But this is in the seat back in front of you. You can fill it out. Drop it in a box or a bucket on your way out. So, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about the many families and the many people that said they're, they're doing it. And I'm praying for them. And I'm praying that God would bless them and open doors for them. Not just monetary, not just I give God $10, he has to give me $1,000. I'm talking blessing that comes beyond financial blessing. I'm talking blessing that you can't always quantify, but you see it. And I've seen many of those blessings in my life, even in the last couple of weeks, as I've been preaching on and studying in the series. I'm looking forward to what God's going to do in your life, though. Um, as I've said, I can't apologize about Teaching on giving and I can't apologize about about teaching preaching about giving because I believe that will help you Tithing can change everything about your life. I, I mean your finances relate to every area of your life, don't they? I mean think about your your marriage It's probably if you're married if you're single it still affects you but like if you're married One of the the top reasons for divorce like unfaithfulness is number one but in the top three is definitely finances because Husbands and wives are arguing or fighting over money. So it, it affects your, your, your marriage. It, it affects your health. You, if you're not handling your finances properly, you oftentimes, that, that emotional health leads to physical health and, and stress and strain. And um, it sometimes leads to, to things physically in your bodies. It relates to all relationships. I mean, many, many strained relationships are, are, are surrounded around money. Think about the, the lawnmower story I told a couple weeks ago of, of the friend that lent his buddy a lawnmower and, and uh, almost lost a 20 year relationship over a $200 lawnmower. How crazy is that? But that's how money affects each and every one of us. So I want to I wanna go to Acts 20. I'm going to be in the New Testament for a few minutes. And then I'm going to be in the Old Testament for the rest of the time. So here's, here's the New Testament, Acts 20. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. How many of you would agree with that? It's more blessed to give than to receive. Right. If your hand is not up, that means it's more blessed to receive than to give. Let's try it one more time. How many of you think it's more blessed to give than to receive? Not talking about tithe, it just, it does. Doesn't it feel good when you give? Doesn't it feel good when you help somebody? It is more blessed to give than to, to receive. And, and let me ask you this, when are you most like God? Think about this for a second. When are you most like God? The answer, when you are giving. Here's why I say that. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. God's the greatest at all things. He's the greatest healer, the greatest father, the greatest forgiver, the greatest lover, the greatest giver. And it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So how we handle our finances demonstrate who uh, to God who is first in our lives. It demonstrates to God who's first in our lives. So as I talk about this principle today, the principle of the first, uh, I want you to get this. If you're taking notes, the very first thing and the big idea is this. you've got to put God first. You've got to put God first. My, my dad, one of his favorite scriptures um, that he committed to memory is Matthew six thirty three: Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. More than anything else in your life, the money that God has entrusted you with has the power to demonstrate if the kingdom of God is first. What is first in your life? Based on what you have and what you do with what you have, it demonstrates what is first. So put God first. Okay. I want to I now take you to another passage. And I'm going to spend most of my time in the Old Testament today. And I want to look at this story, the story of the, the children of Israel. These are the, the, uh, the Jewish people that God called out of slavery. And uh, we're just going to kind of camp out here for just a little bit. Let me give you some background. God had just caused Pharaoh and the Egyptians to release the entire nation of Israel. This is over a million people uh, out of slavery, out of the, the bondage of Egypt, and giving them the right to leave and go be set free into their promised land. That's a big deal because Egypt all of a sudden lost their entire workforce. They lost everything and everyone that was going to help them. Those people that, that, that cleaned their houses, built their houses, did all of their, their, their work around their, uh, their cities, it was gone. The infrastructure was gone. And the Israelites were on their way to their own land, the land flowing with milk and honey. It was the promised land. And this is what God says to Moses in Exodus chapter 13. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me every firstborn male, the first offspring of every womb among the Israelites, to me, whether man or animal. Okay, so he's saying, Give me the first of every womb, being not just your, your, your cattle and sheep, but even of the, 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 the people. So, in other words, the firstborn of a mother, give that over to me as holy. 16 times in the scriptures, God declares that the firstborn is his and God is claiming ownership over the first he wants Israel the Israelite people to realize that he gets the first and the best all right and then it says in in uh, verse 11 exodus 13 after the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and gives it to you as he promised on oath to you and your ancestors you were to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem with the lamb every firstborn donkey. But if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. So he's saying, redeem the lambs, redeem the clean, redeem the the unclean, and make sure that you do something to redeem even your firstborn sons. You're not going to sacrifice your kids, but you have to redeem them. And we'll talk about how to do that in just a second. Throughout Scripture... Um, this, is, this is one of the points If you're taking notes The first must be sacrificed or redeemed What this means is that from the beginning God instituted an order With everything that we have And he broke everything down into two categories He broke it down into the clean And the unclean So for example uh, Some of the things that God said We could give back to him would be clean Like a lamb A lamb was clean So you would take the firstborn lamb Kill it And that would be a sacrifice to God. That would be a clean sacrifice. But then there was the unclean. These are the things that that God would not receive because God did not receive things that were unclean. Uh, If if these are all foreign things to you, I'm, I'm telling you it's in this book. It's in the scripture. And it's not something we get to all the time, but it's important that you understand why we do what we do. With the unclean, like for example, a donkey, you had to find something that was clean. So that it would take its place. And that would be a redemption. That would redeem that. So the lamb was clean. So it qualified to take the place of the unclean firstborn donkey. In other words, the clean had the ability to redeem the unclean. If you're not hearing why I'm saying all of this. And Trevor, why are you talking about donkeys and goats and sheep and cows? Why does this matter? I'm, I'm taking you to a New Testament gospel thought. The clean had the ability to redeem the unclean. The clean had the ability to redeem the unclean. Do you realize what this is a picture of? The firstborn, spotless lamb, the son of God, that was able to redeem the unclean, imperfect, not worthy Trevor. Amen? Isn't that good? Praise God for that. You see, God gave first, and he gave clean, and he gave the very best. God gave Jesus, and he didn't make a deal. He didn't say, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. It wasn't something like that. It was while we were still sinners, while we were still a mess, God sent his son Jesus. God didn't wait to see if we would change before he gave us Jesus He gave us Jesus first. It's a picture of God giving first. It's a picture of God saying, I'm going to give the first for us. Romans 5 says, But God demonstrates his love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's what this principle is all about. That we tithe first in faith before we see if we have enough. Before we know for sure if this is all going to work out. Before we know what the outcome is going to be. But we say, God, I trust you. And in doing that, God blesses. See, it's not just the giving of the 10% that brings the blessing. It's the principle of putting God first and having faith in God that brings the blessing. And this isn't just for people that in the Old Testament that had, you know, livestock. It wasn't just for the shepherds or the ranchers. In fact, in Exodus chapter 23, it says, the first, first of the first fruits of your land You shall bring into the house of the Lord. It's the first of your first fruits because the last of your first fruits, they don't do. The first of your first fruits, that's really hard to say if you don't know that. The first of your first fruits, they must be offered. The first must be. And where? Where do we bring it? Into the house of the Lord. We, we don't say, man, this is a really good parachurch organization or, or man, that missionary just asked for some, some, some support. Um, and not to say you shouldn't. You should. You should support parachurch organizations and, and missionaries or you know somebody that just lost their home and you help them you know, rebuild their home or buy groceries. Those are all amazing things and you're, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And you should do those things, but just don't call that the first fruit. And don't call that a tithe because it says... You have to bring it into the house, house of the Lord, not to say that it's not good, not to say that it won't change someone's life, and not to say that we should not be generous because one of our core values at Renew is, is that we believe in irrational generosity, but make sure that you don't confuse that with what the tithe is. Proverbs 3 says this, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. We just sang about that. We just talked about that. And if you're asking the question, man, why why am I not experiencing the favor of God? Why am I not experiencing God's presence? Maybe there's a reason based on the scripture. Increase is that portion that was produced from their labor. It's, it's a picture of the principle of giving first to God. And the outcome is that your barns will be filled with plenty. I want you to think about this for a minute. This isn't just about cows and sheep; It's not even just about fruit. And some of y'all are like, well, I'm off the hook on either of those because I don't do either of those. But think about this. It relates to every part of what Jesus and, and, or what the scripture was talking about. You see, when the Israelites left Egypt, they had to cross the Jordan into the promised land, to go into the land flowing with milk and honey. It wasn't just handed to them, though. They had battles to fight. They had wars to win. The very first battle, anybody remember the city that they had to overtake? Anybody know what the name of it was? Anybody? Come on. I'm not going to leave until we get this. What's the battle? What's the city that they had to, to, to run around six times? Jericho. Thank you. Now you know the song. Everybody remembers now. You just didn't want to yell it out. Jericho. So they, the Israelites, they circled the city once a day for six days and seven on the seventh day. Thirteen marathon trips around this city. And then what happens? The walls come a-tumbling down. Remember the song? The walls came down, right? So um, in Joshua chapter 6, this is what happens. Um, God gives these commands. The, Lord, the city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute, and by the way, if you read Joshua the, the early part of Joshua the book of Joshua you'll see why Rahab the prostitute was was spared her life was spared because she um, helped the spies to spy out the land only Rahab and all who are with her are, and in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we sent she was in the um, bloodline of Jesus by the way it 's a great sermon I, I want you to I'll probably preach it again soon. But keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. Everything made from silver, gold, bronze, or iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. Why did God say to bring it all to me? Here's the reason because Jericho was the first city, it was the first place that they set foot on, that they had to conquer as they made their way into the promised land. God was saying, you can have all the others, but this first city in your promised land, I want it. I want the very first one. And that took faith. That took faith. And Joshua and the Israelites had faith. They had so much faith that they said, "God, it's all yours. We give it all to you. We trust you with this. You helped us. You brought these walls down. We didn't even have to fight the battle. You did it for us, so we give it all to you." Then they go on to another battle. I'm kind of summarizing, but they go to a next battle, and when they go to the next battle, Joshua's like, "Man, this is a little city. We're going to conquer them easy. Let's go. Let's let's take them out." And guess what? They send a fewer, a smaller, uh, you know, uh, group to fight, and they lose. And hundreds of men, the scriptures say, die. Joshua goes back to the Lord, and he's like, Lord, why? We defeated Jericho by by singing around it and and making noise to you. And now all of a sudden you brought us all the way here for us to lose in this little battle? God says, nope. That's not what happened. Joshua chapter 7, there was a guy. I said all the Israelites had faith, but there's an exclusion. There was one guy. His name was Achan. And he kept some of the spoils for himself. And in Joshua chapter 6, God was calling these things the devoted things. He was calling them the consecrated things. And he said, these are consecrated before me. But in Joshua chapter 7, if you read the book, read the chapter, after Achan takes that one thing or those couple of things, they're no longer consecrated, they're cursed. Everything that was consecrated to God became cursed because of what Achan did. I don't know if you're seeing this, or if you're seeing this principle come in play, but it's consecrated when you set it apart, and you give it to the house of God. But it's cursed when you keep it for yourself, and you know what you're supposed to do with it. It's blessed when you do what you're supposed to do with it, and it's cursed when you're disobedient with it. The tie that must be brought first. You realize that? It must be brought, and and, and I I know I say give a lot, but it's really not giving, it's it's bringing, because you can't bring something that's not yours. My friend Laz uh, is a trustworthy guy. He's somebody that, that uh, if, if I needed somebody to, to, to watch my house for a couple weeks and keep my little dog, I probably could, could trust him with that. And, and he would stay in my house and he'd take care of Trixie and everything would be back good. And when I came back, when I came, came back home, I wouldn't um, have to let Laz give me my house back, right? Or my dog back for that matter. Honestly, uh, you know what would happen? He would just return it to me. He, he couldn't say, here, uh, pastor, here's, here's your house, I'm, uh, or here's my house, I'm giving it to you. No, um, it's my house. He was just watching my dog. He was just living in the house for a, for a season, but he's not giving me my house, he's just returning it to me, because it's mine. He's just returning it. Does that make sense? One more example, and I need just a couple of volunteers. Ruman, would you come up here or would you uh, join me up here on this side? Let's give Ruman a round of applause. Conrad, come up here, man. Conrad's got his work boots on. This dude's ready to work, bro. Yep. Those, those are intimidating, man. You got some boots on, too? I need some boots. I don't play when I come to <laughs> All right, so, Ruman, you're representing the church, brother. With these work boots, Conrad, you're representing my boss, all right? I'm, I'm working for you for about 30 seconds, all right? So I put in a good week of work, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you hold this, but you're actually going to pay me, all right? So this is my pay. So uh, can, you, can you count me out my, my pay for the week? Could you just do that really quick? Speak up. can't hear you. How much is it? I, I, I like to trust my employer. 30,
2: 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100.
1: 100. Thank you, man. Did I do a good job? Did yes, I work hard?
2: Yes, you did. Awesome. Thank job. you very,
1: very much. Awesome. I, uh, I enjoyed working for you. I'm going to submit my resignation in about, like, 30 seconds from now, okay? <laughs> Hold on. But I enjoyed it. All right, so so I got $100. This is my work for the week, right? This is my pay for the week of work, right? So I got a, I got $100 here. And, um, man, it looks like we are going to um, go to... Uh, Sergio's for lunch, so there goes that. And um, I'm gonna pay my electric bill. They, they gave me a discount, so it's only 10 bucks for my electric bill. And, and my daughters are needing a lot of Christmas presents. That's Dollar Tree, you know, money set aside. <laughs> Literally, though, if I, if I get to the very point of, you know, spending it all on, you know, electric and gas and, and, and eating and groceries and everything like that, and I, and I take this very last 10, let me ask you this question. Let me, let me do it like this. Here it is. Here it is. How much is the tithe? A tithe based on what the, the biblical, you know, the definition. Tithe? Of $100, it's how much? All right, good. So you guys are great. Mathematicians, you got it figured out. Now let me ask a trickier question. Which one is the tithe? It's the one that leaves your hand first. That make sense? It's not, oh, let me go to the uh, gas station and let me buy my daughter something and I really like that and I do these things. And then if I have something, okay, here it is. It's not a tie then. It's what leaves your hand first. Does that make sense? Ruman, thank you. You're a good church, brother. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Give them a round of applause. It's what leaves first. Whichever one you spend first, because is it really faith to give 10% after we've paid all of our bills, after we've done everything that we have, and then we say, "Okay, let me put a little bit in afterwards." No, I, and I'm not getting legalistic, and I don't want you to get legalistic about about this. If if you know your wife has to pay the bill before it's time to, to to give the tithe because of the day of the month or whatever, like seriously, don't get crazy about it. Don't get legalistic, but it's 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 not about legalism. It's about your heart. It's the condition of your heart. And I want you to get this. The first has the power to bless the rest. The first has the power to bless the rest. The first has the power to bless the rest. Romans chapter 11, New Testament. If the part of the dough offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. In other words, if you do with the first fruit something, it's going to have the power to bless the rest. It has the power to expand and use that in such a way that it blesses everything else the Lord is saying, "Put me first, and I'll bless the rest." Whenever you turn to God, the tithe, return to God, the tide, you release His power so that He can bless the rest. And God will take your 90 percent and make it more than if you had lived on your 100 percent. Like I can't explain that, and 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 it doesn't. It doesn't always add up. It doesn't always make sense. But as for me and my house, as for me and my life. 25 years of trusting God with my finances and I'm not saying I've been perfect at it but when I'm when I'm faithful to God when I trust God with that first he has the power to bless the rest in ways that I can't even explain and I'd rather live on the 90 percent that's blessed than have hundred percent that's not blessed don't be condemned I've said this before if, if this is a struggle for you it's a struggle for many it's a real struggle it's a it's, it's hard there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus so don't be condemned but as I've said also this through this series if you're convicted if the Holy Spirit's speaking to you don't disobey don't be disobedient don't ignore the speaking and the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life this is your opportunity to trust God. And I'm challenging you to start with the tithe. Not law, more like principle. More like this This is just what has worked for me and for my life. As I've said, not heaven and hell stuff. This is just favor and, and blessing stuff. This is like, God, I, I want your hand upon my life. This is what we've said through the give up uh, You know God's guarantee. like test God, Malachi chapter 3, and see if he doesn't open up the floodgates of heaven. And as I've said, many of you have done this, but if you haven't, this is that last opportunity and that last week for you to do it. And if God doesn't bless you, you'll get it all back discreetly and cheerfully, without a question. Have faith in God that he'll do what he says he would do. he will cause your barns to be filled with plenty and your vats to overflow. And if God can provide food, water, clothing and protection and and somehow shoes, sandals that never wore out for 40 years for the people in the wilderness, how much more can he do for you? How much more will he do for you? Final thought, if you're taking notes, it's the, the last point. The last point is, is teach your children. Teach your children. Teach your children. Exodus 13, I read this, but I'm going to read the full context. This is what I read earlier. You were to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock. Do you guys have that? Belong to the Lord. Redeem with the lamb every firstborn donkey. But if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. In the days to come, when your sons ask you, what does this mean? Say to him, with a mighty hand, the Lord brought us up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed the firstborn of both people and animals in Egypt. That was the, the plague of the Passover, Exodus, if you want to look that up. This is why I sacrifice to the Lord the first male offspring of every womb and redeem each of my firstborn sons. You see, you've got to teach your kids. They're going to ask, they're going to look, they're going to watch. And your children are going to want to know why you do what you do. Your, your, your little kids and your big kids, your adult kids are watching and they're going to say, why do you do what you do? Whether it's good and faithful or whether it's not, they're going to w- look and they're going to watch and they're going to do what you do. We have to teach the next generation because they are watching us, not because we have to, not because if we don't, God won't love us, but because of all that God has done for us was just read there in that passage, that we do that to remind ourselves of God's faithfulness to us, of how he took care of us, of how he provided for us, of how he made a way when it seemed like there wasn't a way. Earlier in the series, I said your money and the way you handle it clearly communicates your heart towards God. Whether it's open and surrendered, just fully trusting or tight, clenched and in total control. We're not just talking about money here. we're not just talking about bottom lines and bank accounts. We're talking about a heart. And my heart is that you would be able to fully and completely be surrendered to God and say God, everything I have is yours. All that I am is yours. It's so my prayer that you can trust God every part of who you are. Would you stand with me this morning? Bow your heads and close your eyes. And into this song, I'm going I'm to give you an opportunity to respond to the message. If God's speaking to you, this is just that opportunity for you just to say yes to, to the Lord and be open to His leading in your life. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for who you are, for what you do. God, I thank you for... Um, this word, God, it's not an easy word, but God, everything that we preach isn't always easy and everything that, that people receive isn't easy, but God, this is the truth. This is, this is your word declared in scripture and we just have to, to, to declare it. We have to share it. We have to preach it. God, I pray that people would have ears to hear and hearts to respond and say yes to what it is that you're calling them to. Work in us, I pray for the one that struggled with this, that has never been able to do this because it's just too much and and, and there's too many bills and, and, and not enough dollars at the end of the month. God, I pray that you would help them to trust you and I pray that you would open doors and when they trust you, that you would bless them in ways that they've never seen. Help us to remember order matters. It's not just about giving you what's left over, but it's giving you the very first. It's giving you what's very best because that's what you did for us when you sent your son Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for giving that for us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sing this final song.
2: I can do to let you down. Doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more so
1: God. I, I'm a testament to that. I'm a testimony of that. God is enough. He is so faithful to me, beyond what I can even describe. Like, uh, some of y'all, maybe you're hearing this song, and you're like, I thought we sing to Jesus. Who's Jireh, right? Like, so so this, this song, like, pulls from Old Testament and New Testament, and, and God has some names. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh means our God provides. Amen? So we're singing to the God that provides. Come on, let's give Him praise. So it's it's drawing from the the Old Testament. It's it's acknowledging God as Jehovah Jireh, but he's also pulling from the words of Jesus when he's talking about look at the lilies of the field and how much more does he love you? Look at the birds of the air. How much more does he love you? And in that very same passage of Scripture, that very same Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is talking about that, that verse that I told you was my, my dad's favorite life verse, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, which says, But seek first the kingdom of, his, of God and his righteousness and all of these things. And he would always say it right there. he would stop right there and say, and all of these things mean all of these things. Like it doesn't not mean all of these things. All of these things don't mean all of these things. I don't know what it means. That's what he would say right there. He would just go off on this tangent to make sure you know all these things mean all of these things. And all of these things would be added unto you as well. If we can trust God, if we can believe God, if we can just say, God, you're in control. You are Jireh. You will provide Man, I'm, again, I'm a living proof. I'm a living, like we, our our church is living proof. We stand in a building with no debt on it. Stand in a place where we're worshiping God. Did y'all see the sign out there? This kind of feels a little bit more real, doesn't it? Like if you didn't pull it out and look at the sign on the, on the, on the, you know, monument thing. God is doing something in our church. Amen? This last month, and I, I didn't share this in the first service, but this last month, one of the things we want to do at Renew Church, we want to build a Hope Center. Hope Center, it's, it's a 12-month, drug and alcohol rehabilitation program where they, they live and they people that are dealing with drug and alcohol addiction uh, are, are going to be able to, to go. And it's a, it's a program through the Compassion Network and, and Hope Center Ministries that we're affiliated with. But it's a, it's a $250,000 investment for One Hope Center. God, where's that going to come from? Our church is not even three years old. Where's that going to come from? Well, let me just let me let me tell you, yeah, how Jira does things. Let me tell you how Jira does things. Uh, It's two hundred fifty thousand dollars for one, but we have committed two and maybe even a third one because someone in this city, in this church, in this community has given us a house on six acres, given it so that we can build a Hope Center and then in in connection with that, we're going to build two or maybe even three. Isn't that good? I can't explain it. I can't explain why a one million plus dollar property is being given to this tiny little baby young church. But God is Jaira. And if you don't live by it, if you don't know it, you stay right outside here. Here's your blessing. Here's the boundary. You stay right out here and just watch what happens. God has been blessing as we stay in the boundary of his blessing. Trust God. Trust God. Believe for God to do some great things. And if he doesn't do them... Like seriously, fill out the card, fill out the card and we will send you your money back because I want there to be proof that, hey, it doesn't always work. I want to be able to go to God and say, God, you said you would, but you didn't for them. I want to be able to argue this next year and say it didn't work for somebody, but do it and trust God for 90 days with the God's guarantee and watch what he does. Watch what he does. Man, it's my heart that God would do something in you. That God would bless you and make ways and open doors in the ways that he's opened doors for Renew church. I, don't, I can't explain it. I can't explain his faithfulness and his favor and his blessing on my life and my family. It's not always monetary. As I've said, my dad wasn't the richest man in the world. He lived in a, a, a two-bedroom, a, a nice, but a, a, a small duplex. That's where they wanted to live. That's how they wanted to live their life. They weren't... You know, people that needed a huge home or a huge thing, but guess what? They were rich in ways that go so far beyond anything that, that square footage or, you know, material possessions can define. It's legacy, it's generational blessing, it's God's favor on your life that goes even beyond your death. I want you to know that. I want you to experience that. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? And if God's speaking to you today and God's speaking to you about your own uh, decisions today uh, and and trusting God with your finances, and you say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm making a tough decision today to trust God with my finances. Would you just lift your hand and I just want to pray with you. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to bring you to the front, but if God's speaking to you, I see your hands over here. Praise God. Praise God. I see your hand in the back. Praise God. So, you can put your hands down. The very first step is always, maybe even before we talk about finances and, and trusting God with, with uh, what he's given to you, the, the very first thing that we have to address is lordship. Is Jesus Lord of your life? Is he the Lord of all? I've heard preachers say it. It's a harsh thing to say, but if Jesus isn't Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. I don't like saying it. But the question is, is Jesus Lord of all? Is he the Lord of your life? If he's not, today can be the day of salvation. Today could be the day of new beginnings. Uh, it could be just repenting and turning from your way and just saying, God, I'm I'm turning away from my way and I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna I'm gonna allow you to lead me. Just be Lord of my life. Take control of me. It's a simple prayer. It's called we call it the prayer of salvation. It's just it's less about the words and it's more about the declaration of your heart that is asking, Lord, to come into your life. And if you want to pray and ask Jesus to come into your life and be your Lord and Savior, you can just pray this prayer even as I do. And I'm going to start off by, by praying just for this entire group, but then I'll, I'll close with a prayer of salvation. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, we just give you today and we thank you for everything you do. And thank you for each and every person in this room within the sound of my voice. And God, you know where every person is. You know the people that lifted their hands. And I pray that you'd minister to them right where they're at. That you'd help them, that you'd bless them, that you'd provide for them in ways that are, are beyond what we can even describe, just like you've done for Renew Church in recent weeks and months. I can't explain it. I don't understand it. But God, you are so good. You are so faithful. And we thank you for all your faithfulness to us. And God, for those that are raising their hand, that they want to experience that same kind of favor, they want to be in the boundary of your blessing, God, I pray that they could just trust you, that they would just take the step to say, God, I'm giving to you that portion, just a portion of what you've given to me. I'm trusting you with it, and I'm praying that you would bless me. God, for the person today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that's never made things right, or maybe they did, but they've walked away, or they've, they know that there's some sin in their life, there's, there's some things that they haven't made you Lord of, it's a simple prayer that goes like this, and you can just repeat this in your heart as I pray it out loud. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for sending your son. I mean, thank you, God, for sending your son Jesus to die for me. I know that I've, a, I've sinned. I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes. Pray that you would forgive me of those sins. Right now, I accept the sacrifice that you made on the cross for me. And I ask that you would um, cleanse me, make me whole, make me new. Here and now, I declare you as my Lord and my Savior. I give it all to you. With your heads remained bowed for just one moment, I just want to acknowledge, if there was one person in the room that made a declaration today, we're not going to bring you up front, call you out. We just want to know so we can uh, continue to pray for you. If you made a decision today, Would you just lift your hand right where you're at so I can just uh, acknowledge that? Would you lift your hand right where you're at? Praise God for you. Praise God for you. We're going to present you with a Bible, and after the service, I encourage you to stop by the tent on your way out. It's the Next Steps tent, and talk with one of our leaders there that can help you make sure that you're taking... The proper steps to grow in your relationship with God. We're excited about what God's doing in you, and we don't want to just leave you here. We want to walk with you on this journey with Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for what He's doing.
0: Good morning. You may be seated. My name is Pastor Mikey, and man, thank you guys for joining us. Church this Sunday. That's it. We're done with the give up series, man. Was this a blessing to you guys, this give up series? Yeah, man. This is. It's been amazing for me. I'm sure it's been for you. And um, man, I, it it can't go unsaid. Like this behind the scenes, this topic of money in church. It's you know, it's like a buzzword. People cringe. There's so much bad, you know, um, horror stories and just prosperity, different things and stuff like that. That gets people uncomfortable talking about money in church. But, man, I want to commend our pastor for seeing that. Yeah. He was obedient to the Word of God. He, he, he preached the Word of God in a way that was true, that was loving, um, and that was glorifying to Jesus. So that, that takes a lot of courage, um, especially just, man, someone's going to get offended, but... It's the word of god it's true it's good and it's it's a blessing so uh, man i just happy and glad that this guy's my pastor man that's an amazing thing and hope it blessed you guys i hope that you guys would take what we've been learning and, and apply it man join financial peace university if you if you've never done it i've done it before i think my wife and i are going to do it again it's just that good um just to learn financial literacy learn how to get out of debt learn how to honor god with your finances it's an awesome thing man so if you want to sign up for that, go to the next steps table and find Alvaro. There's the sheets there for the financial piece. starts in January. It's an awesome thing. Just a few more things that I want to plug for you guys is, do you guys enjoy our worship team back here? <laughs> do you ever get that thought on Sunday like, man, I wish, I wish there was one more song, man? Well, guess what? Tonight at 630, it's night of worship. It's all about worship. So I'm inviting you guys, that's right. I'm inviting all of you guys to come back and join us at 6:30 for our night of worship. It's going to be awesome, man. It's going to just be an opportunity to just cut loose, come in here, just man, just worship God freely. Just just allow and his presence to just be over you and it's it's gonna be a powerful time we're, we're believing in it man we, we we encourage you guys to come back maybe invite a friend and just be a part of that some other stuff that we've got going on you might have noticed this golden ticket on your seat this is promoting our christmas program coming up um man it's gonna be awesome and don't lose this ticket because if you do at uh, the day of the show you're gonna to have to pay 12.99 to get in so no i'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but, but this is going to be an awesome thing. Um, this place is going to transform that weekend. It's going to be the weekend of the 18th and the 19th. And I say the 18th, you're saying, that's a Saturday. That's right. We've added a service time for Christmas. So you can see it either Saturday night on the 18th at 630 or at one of the Sunday services the next day on the 19th at 915 or 1035. So invite a friend. It's going to be an awesome thing. And if you want to be a part of it, In any kind of way. It doesn't have to be acting. It could be uh, set design. It could be um, costumes. It could be whatever the case may be. If you want to be a part of our Christmas program, man, there's an opportunity for you to get plugged in and join us um, starting next Sunday on the 5th, every Sunday until showtime. We're going to be here rehearsing, getting ready for the show and just learning all the things that we've got to do. So man, if if you're interested, come on and join us. It's going to be a fun time. Um, And um, invite a friend. Invite a friend to that. Lastly, our youth group, Misfit Youth, we're doing a uh, fundraiser on the outside. You might have noticed some Christmas decorations. Man, I'd appreciate it if you guys would check them out. We're trying to raise money so that we can continue to just host events for our students, take them on trips and camps and different things to just help, help them get closer to Jesus. That's what we're trying to do. These things take money, and so we'd appreciate it if you guys would check out that table on your way out. Lastly, if you'd like to give to Renew Church, I just want to let you know that there's a few ways to do that. The first way is in person via the envelope in the seat pocket in front of you. The second way to do that is to do it online by visiting Renew.Miami forward slash giving. And the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting GIVE-786-565-1165. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you that you're a provider. Lord, we pray that you would bless this offering this morning, God, as we worship you in this way. As we give to you what's yours, Lord, we pray that you would meet our needs, Father. Open the doors that we need, Father. And um, God, just... Make the miracles happen that we need in our lives. Oh, God, you're good. We trust you. We love you. Bless these people, Father, as they leave this place. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. See you later.